Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. We are lowering the bar Here this we Christmas. Go. We're doing it. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. We have a movie podcast, and uh, we like to talk about movies. And it is the season. Christmas time is upon us. It's winter, and I like watching horror movies in the winter, just like I walk, like watching them in October <laughs> and November. And but there's a lot of Christmas-related horror movies. There are some, yeah. If, La- last if, year we did uh, one of the classics. Yeah. And Black Christmas. Black Christmas, the original, 1974, is my favorite horror movie. Not just favorite Christmas horror movie. It's my favorite horror movie. I love it. It's the perfect horror movie for me. So that's a pretty high bar. That's a high bar. To be jumping off of with this. And I'll be honest, we're going to talk about two Black Christmases, and they are my least favorite Black Christmases. <laughs> Of Both the, equally. Of, of the three, these are these two are my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, this was a tough one. We, we decided to go after the remakes. We did the remakes, and we watched the newest one in the theaters last year, and I, 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 I kind of liked it. Uh, we were going to talk about it. It didn't work out, and we figured, oh, you know, let's plan big. Go big and double up on the this past decades exactly. black christmases yeah because the, the there's one that came out in 06 yeah which i had never seen before there was a lot of horror movies that came out in the bush era that I oh, missed. Man. they did a lot of reboots that i did not see yeah and in... this one went by and then yeah we saw the the 2019 one in the theaters and yeah i liked some parts of it yeah didn't I care it for others succeeded in a lot of ways and blew it in, yeah. in bigger ways and uh yeah, but tough watch. I, I I almost feel like I'm a, a bit of a Grinch this week because yeah, I wanted to like this is the bah humbug. I wanted to Christmas like one. both of these remakes more than I ended up liking these remakes. I, yeah, I gotta say right off the bat, just so you guys know, <laughs> we're gonna lay it out. Uh, not a fan. Not a fan. The 2006 one especially made made some choices, and I, I don't think we're a negative bunch here. But I think we rarely. We're yeah. pretty. We don't usually waste time doing movies we know we'll hate. But I think we we're so sincere because we go into a movie like this. I was really hoping to that it like was an, a hidden gem. I was open minded. Yeah, I, right. I always want to find a hidden gem, not a funny movie that sucks. <laughs> about about both movies too, and and mm-hmm. uh, even last year after the newest Black Christmas kind of got a lot of flack. It got a lot of reviews. like men online. Hating it. Um, I watched it again a couple days ago because it's on the HBO Max or whatever they call okay, it. Okay, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to just, you know, watch it again. Fresh eyes. It's a year later. And I feel very much the same as I did a year ago. <laughs> surprise, surprise. But uh, yeah, and especially watching this 06 Black Christmas. Man, I. <laughs> there was. The, there, I should have liked it. There, was there were stuff elements to like. in, in there that I should have liked, but. It started out with me liking it. It's uh well. Plus, I had I'm, I was been riding that high hot air balloon of Jason X. 
<laughs> we watched Jason X. I've never era. seen it. It's from again the era of horror that is my least favorite, my least rewatched. Just not my thing. So I'd never seen Jason X, and I loved it. Uh, I thought it was so fun, and it kept its own kind of silly spirit going through the whole thing. It had mm-hmm. a lot of cool. St- so I'm like, okay. So people hate that one. I like that one. And so I see this, you know, I'm just more optimistic about these. You know, maybe they've aged better than people gave them credit for at the time. Sure thing. That's what I went into uh, this 2006 one. And there was reasons to be excited. The the guy who wrote it, directed it, wrote a lot of great X-Files episodes. He wrote popular movies like Final Destination. Mm. He did uh, Willard, the Crispin Glover <laughs> remake of the Rat movie. <laughs> kind of a cool genre I, resume. I feel like Willard was one of those movies I did not make it through. <laughs> you I, didn't d- make, to didn't, be honest. Didn't last through Willard? When I, I feel like we rented Willard once like in <laughs> 09, and it was just like, nah, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I get it. I don't need to see more Willard. <laughs> But, uh, well, you're a Ben purist. Absolutely, you couldn't handle him uh, remaking your precious Ben. Yeah, what are they doing? They're they're using that song that's so dear, near and dear <laughs> yeah, to my heart. It means a lot to you. But so this had some goodwill, and then there's there's girls I like in it: Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Michelle Trachtenberg, and House Mom Andrea Martin. That had me the most excited from the original. From was, the original, who was in the original, I love Andrea Martin and the idea of her taking over the House Mom role. I was picturing her like the House Mom. In the original, who always had like a hidden stash of booze. Yes. Oh, classic house mom in that original. Yeah. And I wanted to see Andrea Martin doing that. <laughs> so not without the even the promise of that, just knowing that I saw her name in the credits and I assumed that was the only role she could have been. Yeah. No, they, st- they just have her like one of the the cast members in Greece, just like 45 <laughs> years old pretending she's in college. No. Yeah. She's just acting more like their, their mom no, who's the mom. like annoying at Christmas and not like drinking booze that she's been storing in the toilet tank there's a lot of things about this movie that are annoying yeah uh, and not fun it's a tough it's a bad sign the when sisters don't get along yeah they all they're so bickery nobody seems to like each other Mm-mm. there's really for as much as you get like all the christmas lights and, the, and everything this movie is really kind of cheerless everybody has families that they hate <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in this sorority house it's all like well i wouldn't even be going home if it were and then there's a lot of just like pounding and yelling through doors just like get down we're gonna open presents it's like yeah. god they're all like hating christmas hating each other hating that they're in this house already there's a lot of negative energy in this a lot house. of negative energy no real personal <laughs> stories for you to attach yourself to oh well that's because we spend the bulk of our personal story time getting this Deep cut serial killer lore. Whereas the first Black Christmas, you you felt for these girls and you didn't know this killer, even though he had been presented to you, mm-hmm. just not obviously. We spend half of this movie just learning about the history of the killer in Black Christmas. We get cuts through the years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We get several years worth of flashbacks of this guy, Billy, growing up uh, as like an attic child. Yeah. Who then. An, an who, attic. Not attic. an addict. Yeah. He's locked in an attic. 
who's got the bright yellow skin left what? over from Sin City? What is happening with his yellow skin? This is the <laughs> this, this is, is the, the worst weirdest, weirdest shit. horror movie villain. This is so bad. It's so dumb. I'm just it's all coming out. I hate <laughs> this horror I hate how he infected the screen. Nothing uh, about the character needed him to be this like liver deficient jaundiced killer. So he jaundiced. could have been creepy on his own, but they made him out to be like the yellow Hulk. Yeah, he he even had that weird Lou Ferrigno square wig. Yeah. haircut and he was just bright yellow. And you don't get a good glimpse of him for a while. And then you start and you're like, is there weird lighting? And then the more you see of him, you're like, no, he is just super yellow. No, they make a point to say in the thing, it's like his mother hated him because he was yellow. Because he <laughs> had like a liver defect or something. Yeah. Then the mother ends up uh, Chinatowning this guy. And he becomes his sister's father. We and, get and we get a, incest and we a, get all this Garbage. A long, built-to incest scene. Ugh, just really off-putting stuff, man. We go so deep into this serial killer psychosis. It's like deliverance level. And it's, yeah, it's none of it's pleasant. All of it's ugly and in squalor. And then it all cuts back to just girls yelling and sniping at each other. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, 1991! And we're back with him locked in the attic, just like making shivs and... We get the whole, he's he's been locked in this mental institution. He just loves Christmas and all the, he's like a legendary local I, serial killer. None it's of it tracks. so much serial killer lore that takes completely away from any kind of black Christmasing. Mm-hmm. I love the, the kind of uh, trapped feeling of that original one, that claustrophobic feeling. When they're in this house alone and it's not great to go out and people are just missing and they don't know why. And this one has none of that suspense or charm. It's just Mm -hmm. really ugly throughout. And it doesn't have any of the creeping suspense. Well, the The, creeping is so comical. The first one has so many great building moments of tension until you realize, you know, the, the worst of it. This one, man, it's just hack and slash from the very beginning. And... If they wanted to preserve the spirit of the original, the, the, the 06 version decides the only way you need to do that is to put a bag over every person's head. They took... <laughs> okay. So one, one kill from the 74 version becomes the entire comes the modus only operandi way. Well, not of just the that. 06 version. This is like somebody that took just bullet point notes on the first one, mm-hmm. but only a few. And so just did them a lot. And so they took that one scene in the first one where you see the eyeball through the crack in the door. Yes. And they're like, people have responded to that. What we need to do is put in about two dozen eyeballs through cracks and knot holes. And in, in, in floors. Yeah, in just doors, everywhere. Walls, because the first movie ceilings. had a certain impact on me because of, of the realness. Mm-hmm. Because this was this was not a, a Michael Myers, uh, inhuman, can't stop killer. You didn't know who it was, even though if you had your ideas. But he was human, and he had human <laughs> infallibilities. They make our hero Billy out to be this weird Hulk, crazed man who can just lift people up through like 
into the second story, you know, yeah. and they become like a crazy ape man who's also bright yellow. And they have weird traditions around them that everybody's oddly happy about. I didn't get that Just at all. Just like, oh, we leave a present for Billy. You know, the serial killer who ripped out the eyes of his family and is rumored to live in this very house. I didn't understand a lot of this movie when it comes no, to that kind of stuff. Like, none of just, it. You're just kind of given scenarios that these people all abide by, and none of it tracks. Like I was saying, like, <laughs> no. you, you get the, the blonde girl making out with the guy, then suddenly... He's calling her roommate, who then you find out he used to sleep with. But you never find these things out in a good way. You just they're just kind of presented to you on screen, and you're just like, wait, but wasn't he? Wasn't that? <laughs> wait, who is this lady? She says she's the sister of the girl who was killed in the first scene. There's why a, is she here? There's a woman that shows up in this movie that I don't know why she's <laughs> in the movie. Why was she? And she becomes a main character. She shows up halfway through the movie. It's the sister of a girl who was like our first victim. So she claims to be the sister. But the woman is in her 40s, <laughs> playing like 28. And she's just like, yeah, I'm Claire's sister, all right? She shows up and is immediately this abrasive woman who I assume is like, oh, this is this brat that's going to show up and get off. Nope. She's there for the whole ride. She shows up midway through this movie and becomes the main character of the movie. Yeah, there is no like. But why? There's why no is she... sense of like who's who? Who should I care about? Who should I follow? Because yeah. I want to follow Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but she's not doing anything. <laughs> she's not talking. She's not moving. Why is she not doing anything in any movie until Scott Pilgrim versus the World? <laughs> yeah. Like she just sits in the car in the Tarantino death proof. She just sits in the chair in this movie. It's like, give the girl something to do. Sometimes a girl just needs to have cool bangs uh, and sit somewhere. That was her whole thing for like in 10 black- years, which is <laughs> bangs and like pouting. Did she invent like a Southern Belle accent for her character halfway through know. this movie? She said nine words the whole time. I I didn't have enough when, of a chance to understand By the time she, she did a like accent. a Scarlett O'Hara kiss off. I was like, did she always sound like this? Was she or have always we, Southern? Or did she just only have one other sentence? So That's I just exactly didn't get a sense for her voice. 100%. 100%. I, we don't even know <laughs> these people's like accents. That's this. It's such, such a jumbled mess. Everybody's reaction, the only things you hear them saying are just like, Ugh, I hate opening presents. <laughs> Ugh, I had to get a present for Megan. Ugh, is Megan here? There were so many sentences. That <laughs> Who just, was Megan? <laughs> I was so confused. Who? They introduce us to 14 girls, and they all look <laughs> vaguely similar, and you, they don't tell you anything about them. And so they're like, where's Lee? Where's Lee? And I was like, wait, I don't remember a Lee. Oh, wait, Is I Lee thought, the guy? I thought Lee was over there. Oh, no. No, that's oh. Megan. No, th- no, that's Heather. The, uh, no, their wait. idea of bringing back, like, they have so many clumsy callbacks to the original, like, oh, yeah, somebody took it with a unicorn sculpture in that first one. Yeah. People are going to want to see the unicorn sculpture. Bring that back. They introduce a bunch of really clumsy red herrings, which their idea of um, red herring is just playing music while zooming in on a character's face. <laughs> that girl, Eve, who shows up just to be a weirdo before disappearing for the the rest of the film they made that they made it clear that that was the inbred sister and then yeah. no it's actually not she's just some weird girl yeah she's just a weird girl who's why did really... they focus on that girl you've never seen her. again that's what i mean you never <laughs> see people just show up this and weird leave. girl before she's never brought up in conversation then all of a sudden she's standing at the top of the stairs like 
I got you this present. You're like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> who, like, who gave her and a then, ticket? And then when she shows up, then we do the whole flashback to the Billy getting he, molested and impregnating his mother, having a baby sister, this mom daughter. Just, and then we're like, oh, clearly weird girl is that. No, she's just some girl who's just meant to be weird. And it's an extra scene. dumb cheat because they do that cheat that all movies do when the character themselves is specifically having a flashback. Because the film makes it look like the scene dissolves back into the character's head. Yeah, they like Saving Private Ryan it. Just like, <laughs> yeah, they are clearly into... telling us every other time this effect is used in movie history, that character is the one having this flashback. Yeah. And instead they use it for the dumbest, like, joke's on you, we're never going to bring this character up again. <laughs> You're going to see her severed head later in the movie, but that's But that's it. an hour from now. Yeah. Oh, no, what some, a mess. Some bullshit. What an insulting mess. Some bullshit. So much of this movie was. This movie felt like two and a half hours long. And that's before we... Oh, God. We have recently been plagued with eyeball stuff. Oh, man. I've been complaining about eyeball season. stuff. It seemed like six months ago we were plagued with a bunch of leg breaks. Right, You're getting exactly. a lot of bones jutting out of skin, which is always just gets a, come on now, reaction from me. But then eyeballs, because we were talking about Italian horror, and they always have an eyeball scene. Mm-hmm. There are spiders ripping a juicy eyeball out for two minutes, or a poking stick is going through an eyeball. <laughs> and here's dumb old me complaining and then voluntarily paying to watch this Black Christmas movie. So about two dozen eyeballs can be physically ripped out of heads. These are the biggest eyeball stems that you've ever seen the, come out of a, a ball. Usually it's like the ball and then a little nerve optic. Yeah. These are like ropes attached to these <laughs> eyeballs like come out of these people. bolo tie. Just... Huge ropes joining these yeah. separate eyeballs. So He's our, ripping them right out. Our killer's got a fascination with the eye stuff for whatever. For I don't some remember that, why. I don't know why we needed to bring a weird <laughs> eye fetish into things. He doesn't. Or, he, he doesn't dye his victims yellow. Yeah, I don't. That would have oh, made more li- sense. Yeah. Oh my god. Because every time he kills someone, he's like, "They're my family now." No. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> so, the more and more you see of them, the more eyeball sucking you get, the more eyeball ripping, and then just a weird yellow ape man crawling through the... I hate how they just had him living in the walls in yeah. the attic. That the was house. the creepiest part to me, was the, the, the scene especially stuff. where, like, because, yeah, we eventually get to where they're, they're crawling through the crawl space. The one girl's kind of trapped in between the walls with the one coming up and the other coming down. Yeah. The father and his uh, and his incest daughter, yeah. who just looks like it's Chinatown. One right? of the Wayans brothers in White Chicks. What is yeah. with the daughter? That was clearly a man, right? It was just a guy in a it, wig. It, it like it was, that was. It a looked man. like one of the White Chicks. Yeah, it looked the same mouth, same <laughs> weird eyes, same oh, bad we, White Chicks wig. We got to do a White Chicks episode pretty got, soon to complete <laughs> to complete <laughs> to complete the 2006 Black Christmas the no. sequel. Oh, I've never seen White Chicks. No, the poster I'm was one of the most horrifying things I've seen. I can't wait for our episode. But even then, like you said, this movie feels so long because we have so much going on in the house. People getting picked off one by one. People coming. Ba- the boyfriend comes back for some reason. The boyfriend so gets get like a twenty-minute narrative monologue after sneaking in through a He's window. A total creep. He, gives, he did you notice he has to narrate the entire history of Billy. 
Yeah, yeah. He's our exposition boyfriend. His boyfriend, boyfriend. Come, sneaks into the, the, the frat house just to give a, oh, yeah, Billy. I know about Billy. It's like, oh, God, he gets such a long catch-up history of this character who nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> nobody does. Sorry, it's Billy. such a bad, bad character. We finally, so dumb. We finally get our attic uh, c- climax, though, and... People That's another thing. You're like, oh, other. there was an attic. There was a body in front of an attic window in the first one. Definitely we gotta need make an it, attic. Definitely got to make it attic. People come for the based. attic, and then we seemingly get them. Billy and the and the sister daughter killers well, they got, have been subdued, mm-hmm. and apparently, if you knock someone out in this movie, you put them in a body bag and send them to the morgue because <laughs> they're not dead. They. But they're not we spend superhuman, the last right? Half hour of this movie dealing with these inhuman people. I hate when somebody is like locked in a part of a house for a while in a horror movie. They also just gain uh, the ability to feel or take damage, right? To the level that oh no, they they once you're locked in the basement long enough, and the people in the stairs, those people are freaks. Mm-hmm. They crossed over into the freak plateau. You can't damage them. They got that superhuman. They strength got the going. superhuman freak strength. But I mean, clearly, someone would have checked a pulse when Ugh. they got to the scene and like did an inventory of the bodies, because these two aren't even scratched. Like they're not even. They take so many shots to like the eyeball, so many like axes to the ribs, and. They die so much. They just keep coming back. This movie, I was already ready for this movie to be over, and I didn't know what time we started it. So the clock did me no help. Mm, it's like, oh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm in this. It feels like it's about over. And it felt like it was about over for like the last half hour of the movie. They kept dying, and then they kept coming back immediately. There was no, There was no time to breathe, yet it didn't feel like chaotic in a cool way. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it's just very j- jarring. It's it's very just bodies getting killed the same exact. Well, you said every kill, bag over the head, Stab. sharp item stabbing, stabby stab, over and over and over. Every girl, and just visually, the movie's like the angle is either at the ankles or it's ten feet above the head, looking down on someone. Like those are the two angles that the movie oh. has. So you're either having this extreme looking up or looking down, or extreme close up on the lips of someone doing <laughs> yeah. something. Or it just like why like and that again I distracting I just cannot get over the the daughter the the man playing like a the it would have been like a sixteen year old girl but it just looks like a six foot two man it just really did with a clear man face and so I kept wondering like oh they're doing like a Norman Bates kind of thing with Billy. And then it's like, no, Billy's this other yellow guy. That's just some man girl who's 16. Right. She's been there the whole time. Yeah, she has these attic powers. Ugh, dumb. It's so offensively stupid and so unpleasant. It was rough. It's a bad one. It's not scary. It's so, ugh. If If there's one good thing to transition, there's one good thing about the 06 Black Christmas. Okay. It actually made me really appreciate the 2019 <laughs> Black Christmas in a new way because I'll tell you what as much as we're about to talk shit about the 2019 <laughs> Black Christmas they tried to do something different they tried to do something different and they had a lot of success there's there's 
things to enjoy about the 2019 I was really version. conflicted about it, and I'm still conflicted about it. Because yeah. there's a lot that I really like. And I'm not so petty that I'm, you know, comparing it to Black Christmas, the original. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went in. I was really excited. I did not realize how bad the reviews are. This was one of those movies, there's at least one every year, that makes guys online mad. <laughs> yeah. Like one that really makes the guys mad. We're not those guys, by the way. Just... I don't. Un- I've never understood the movies that make guys mad. I'm glad I'm not one of those guys. But every year, or so there's a movie that the boys get upset by. How dare this stupid movie thinks it's so smart, woke social justice? Like, yeah, yeah, brings all those people out who then flood with nothing but bad reviews. So you get this movie, which is in like the bottom 100 of the IMDb 100, just because angry online white guys decided to give it one star. I mean, it's also not great as a movie. But it's not one of the worst (laughs) hundred movies ever made. It's not even the worst Black Christmas movie ever made. It's not the worst Bloomhouse produced movie. No. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah. I saw Fantasy Island. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I saw that at the Bargain Cinema. We used to go to anything. We used to go to anything at the Bargain Cinema. (laughs) And Black Christmas was nowhere near the worst even horror movie I saw last year. Not even close. It was firmly in the middle of the pack of the Mm. movies I saw. I've seen shitty movies. So that kind of gives it a little bit of a cushion. But this is a movie with a lot to like that did not deserve the criticisms that it got. However, it deserves criticisms (laughs) for how poorly it handles some of those things. Yeah, it's a it's a silly movie, and they tr- like I said, they it, try to do their own thing. They they got out of the setting the whole movie in the house. They got away from the uh you know stranger in the house, the killer, the call coming from inside the house. They they get rid of all that. Yeah, but what they try to replace it with is basically the skulls, supernatural fraternity. Yeah. of men who now have uh mind. There's mind control. There's, there's alpha dude uh, bullshit. There's a <laughs> lot of that problem. The stuff that the movie gets right is I actually like the direction it took. I I liked the idea behind it. I think there's a really interesting idea behind a assault trauma, you know, horror movie like this. I think a lot of the stuff around that worked because of our lead Imogen Poots. A name I will never not feel stupid saying. Her name in the movie is Riley, so let's go Riley. I like the name Riley. Yeah. Um, I think she is great in the movie. I really like her uh, as an actress. I think she's really good, but I really liked her in this. You know, she was in like Green Room. Oh, Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been in some cool genre stuff. I think the movie completely would fall apart without her. Because she is the only person throughout the movie that always acts and responds to things like a real person. Mm-hmm. And everybody else, and this is where the movie falters, there's a lot of like Twitter speak. Yeah. A lot of the movie feels like it's not conversations people would have. They would have these conversations online. But or, here or they're verbalizing. It, it really does feel like a writer's room trying to figure out what people would say. In a movie. The one thing that yeah. kept 
the watching the 2019 Black Christmas, it is trying to go after this difficult subject, the campus, you know, college campus rape culture, whatever yeah. you want to call it, men taking advantage of women on campuses. It's something that's very in the news. They really hit like the Brett Kavanaugh shit in this movie. Yeah. And sometimes really taking things out of the headlines is not good. Yeah. We learned that in the 06 Black Christmas where they make a Dick Cheney <laughs> Dick reference. Dick Cheney reference. Hey, Dick Cheney be um, friendlier than your family. <laughs> what? Noted asshole Dick Cheney. How's anyone uh, supposed gotta... to give a shit about that line 10 years later? And and, and, this, and it'll be like this one in 2019 Black Christmas. They do shit like where the guy's like, I like beer. Yeah, they make like a, a cool Brett Kavanaugh. Which that, in 2019 is like, oh, but... Five years from now, no one's gonna get it. It's, it's so bad. It's it's all nothing. in jokes about woke culture, and it has a lot. It's of... all cliches, though. It's all cliches. It's all yeah, the yeah. it's all the most basic arguments or and bullshit that you see on Twitter. The not all men stuff. The and it's just so tiresome to like sit through <laughs> yeah. like Twitter fights in your horror movie. <laughs> There's a genuine uh, horror behind you know unpreventable assault and campus assault there's a there's a strong scary horror story there and a lot of slashers and a lot of slashers use that and i thought riley was such a great lead because you need a good actress that can convey that kind of trauma and she was the only one giving this any kind of buoyancy Mm. everybody that's when i say when everybody else seemed phony because they're the all they're the ones like and it's a shame because there's some potentially really great roommates at this sister house. I like these sisters better than the 06 sisters. Definitely. Yeah. I really like something like her, the one, <laughs> because of how woke it is, some of their personalities just evolved to Jewish and woke. <laughs> Latina, also woke. And that's a shame because that could have been different because the Jewish friend seemed really fun. But then she's also wearing a shirt that's like, I don't need to hear your manologue. Like, okay, that's not even real SJW slay. You can't invent your own Twitter. Nobody says manologue. Or or the the sorority sister who's having the petition to get the teacher fired because he only teaches white authors. and, and And everything about her is just like, you you could have gone to a, another school. I, I, I just it's, I want I want to. S- everybody there is it, there. I obviously I think social justice is an incredible thing, and this is almost they make some of these people so abrasive that it felt like those anti-cigarette ads that <laughs> clearly had to be made by Big Tobacco. <laughs> We're gonna yeah, be yeah. so annoying about telling people not to smoke. It's gonna m- rebel people to smoke. The truth. Yeah, <laughs> truth ads. Truth, smoke them. Like, no, like, no teenagers. I want to smoke bad now. Yeah, I want it. And yeah, like you said, all these Twitter arguments of like, look, you're lumping me in with all guys. You have all these bad guys in this movie. Mm-hmm. That the problem is you can't develop any of these guys because you set out and said you were gonna focus on women and doing right by the women it's written by a woman directed by a woman you know that was the rep going in so you can't really focus on the guys that much because then the story becomes equally about the guys so they make like 20 different frat guys into just generic white meatheads who i couldn't tell apart 
Oh, they all look the same. They all look ex- like the same dude, but the big... For everything, the movie started to grab me. All the stuff early on in the house was like, these people are getting this. Like, they're doing sneaky kills and building suspense well. Uh, the way we didn't know who the killer was and how girls were being separated and other girls didn't know and bodies were being hidden around the house, but they all had reasons to not suspect them missing until they did. Mm-hmm. And I thought everything up to then was handled great. I was into this movie. I was into the relationships. They talk to each other like real people. Everything changes in the movie in one of the most shocking and painful and embarrassing scenes that I've ever sat through in a movie. And that is the talent show number up in the frat house. Up in the frat house. Yeah, they... uh, I was mortified watching this. I remember turning to you afterwards and we were like in horror. I was cringing. Like I was embarrassed to make eye contact with you. Like we had both seen the same shame. Yeah, there's this like frat house, I don't know, variety show, talent show, something. Let's say now, neither of us have any kind of experience being involved with fraternal organizations. Uh, Thank God. So I have no idea the accuracy of the frat night talent shows. I don't know if they're a thing. Couldn't tell you. Well, in this movie, these uh, these girls work on their skit routine. Yeah, song. apparently all the different houses do their own bits and they, routines. They've been working on this one for three weeks. Three or weeks. So. We've so heard. That's how you know that uh, Riley no Riley's not going to do the dance, even though she seems to have written the dance because it's specifically about her. Being Assault. <laughs> assaulted at the frat house. That's I what don't the song understand is about. anything about. Up in the frat house. So man. she doesn't want to sing it. The younger uh, sister, sorority sister, is sick. So they convince her to sing it. But it's about her. Why wouldn't she sing it? Yeah. But I... then she doesn't want to sing it. No, she can't do that. The, the, the rapist is in the audience. He's in the she audience. Cannot, he made eye contact with she her. She cannot do her Weird Al rape parody song in front of the rapist, except when she does. And then except she's then like, she does. then she fucking does it. Was she, so I'm so confused because it's like, was she was she just faking being traumatized just to, to trick him? Was it a trap? Was it What was the trap? They were already there voluntarily. You didn't have to trap them to listen. Why did you, why'd she go through the whole pantomime of crying and not doing this? But the song itself, just when you... Are, couldn't get more confused with what's going on. Mm-hmm. They, br- I don't know who wrote this, but it is terrible. <laughs> it is so dumb. And it makes this jaunty little, like, up in the frat house to that tune. We all know. But it's all, like, uh, about being raped. Yes. Except, and so that's one thing where you're, like, part of your brain is going, like, man, this is some pretty accusatory this stuff. She's calling shit. it. They're but the whole down. crowd is reacting like it's a world star hip hop video. Yeah, like so it's a like, rap battle or something. Yeah, and then you put a roofie and assaulted me, and they're just like, "Oh, they're calling out the rapists." And the and the and the boys of the frat house are like, "Oh, how dare yeah, they!" The boys are all like reacting like a, the rival camp. Just like, oh, uh, like this yeah, is, got me. This is too too much. Yeah. And they're all calling out this specific frat for being for having a 
strong reputation for drugging and raping girls. And the whole crowd of nothing but girls and other guys is just like, oh, they're sticking it to you, known rapists. Everybody's into it, but like they're all in on the joke. The accusation song is later referred to as a prank. Yeah. This is a they, they you pranked them a little too hard. You pranked them a you, little hard. Your prank went a little too far when you said that they raped people. Yeah, when you tried to expose rapists. But they're belting this out, man. They're proud of it. Yeah. Riley's proud of it. Her sisters are proud heads of it. Held high. They they run out the building and while she's getting filmed on her iPhone, she yells, "That'll teach him not to rape another girl." <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> That'll show Brian. Wait, what? Wait, is that how rape victims talk? So do yeah, they, do they like do they pull a fast prank on their rapist <laughs> and then yell, "That'll teach him not to rape another girl." Is that how that works? The movie's so good about presenting real life uh horror situations for for women. And Riley's character is is convincingly scared and convincingly tough mm-hmm. uh during these situations, like when she's finds herself alone with that professor, Carrie Elwes. No. Classic Carrie Elwes. Classic Elwes performance. Some, some some weird, almost British accent <laughs> that doesn't fit anywhere in the movie. Yeah, where's Carrie Elwes from, actually? <laughs> Probably like this Connecticut. Guy, this guy faking it. Where is he from? But when... He does uh, the same accent in, twi- in Twister. He's like, you're supposed to be in Texas or something. He's like, well, cheerio then, off to the tornado. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's British. There's no way we would have let him slip for like 30 years. Oh, how'd he do? It's just me, Carrie Elwes, <laughs> American professor. He can be a little flimsy with his voice. So in here he's like, and then I got accused of assaulting a woman. <laughs> it's, he, oh. Your, your a, prank went a little too far. But <laughs> there's all, you, you hit on it there. There's always a bit of evil Nazi to his voice too. Oh yeah. Your prank went a little too far. Oh, there's a great, the, the, the great bit with Carrie Elwes is, when he's kind of, you learn that there's like a secret order going on. How stupid. This Calvin Hawthorne <laughs> college has been like doing stuff for hundreds of years. And he's like, many sacrifices have been made. <laughs> Trails off. Anyways, <laughs> let's find that comb of yours. <laughs> Wait, he, what? He becomes more <laughs> Nazi the more he's in this movie. Or the more I try to do his impression, I think. Is what's no, Charlie's gaslighting. <laughs> Doing like a Klaus impression. You remember how Carrie Ellis in this movie is like, take them to the chamber. (laughs) (laughs) That classic Carrie Ellis line from the movie. Remember? So a lot of the actual horror that this movie does, Riley's character, you know, when she finds herself alone with Carrie Ellis and realizes this is not a situation I want to be in. Or when she goes to report her missing friend to the doofus campus security guy. You know, the... Just squirting out some mayonnaise on a sandwich mm-hmm. while he's taking a missing person's report. And what's so Gotta distracting is all the guys in this movie are so comic character bad. But you have Riley's character reacting very seriously and very strong with, you know... Right. She was... The, the floundering with words and the way she was trying to explain exactly why she needs to report her friend missing and the guy not listening to her and not taking her seriously, that is a believable horror. And she was conveying it really well. But the 
thing that is so weird to me about this movie, aside from Up in the Frat House, the most confusing prank that went too far ever. They pranked him. They got him. <laughs> they uh, zinged those rapists with uh, double entendres <laughs> and not actually directly calling them out for their crimes. They're pretty singular, those entendres. <laughs> but for a movie that is making this rape culture as horror thing, they literally give excuses to every one of the assaulters in this movie. They give them an out by implying that all men become rapists by brainwashing, and they make it supernatural. Yes. They don't even make them brainwashing by, like, the internet or weird forums or or toxic uh, professors. Nope. It's a supernatural uh, rapist ghost yeah. who makes uh, men rape. A newly found ghost, too. They, they make a point of saying, like, yeah, we just discovered the statue bleeds from its eyes. Yeah. And that when we, we put figured the, out its rape brainwash we, potential. When we put the, the bleeding goo on our heads, then we turn into the alpha males we've always been. They actually Why? say a line. Carrie Elwes wearing uh, an eye patch and a... <laughs> A winged eagle, wide brim hat, says, "Unlock your inner alpha to another character," and that's when you realize this movie is nothing like a serious movie. Right. Oh, this no. is not a serious movie, and it pretended and acted like it was going to tackle a serious subject. It is a silly movie. This movie really. It knocked, really falls apart. In the it last act. intentionally knocked. It feels like it's written by two different people. Because this entry into supernatural possession alpha males just literally writes up books of excuses for every guy that did a bad thing in this whole movie. Which is really weird for the movie that's written by women sticking up for women. They're still excusing all the guys by saying, well, I don't think they would have been assaulters if they didn't fall into this fraternal cult. Yeah, they're kind of, yeah, I don't know if they're excusing, but they're definitely giving it this, like, uh, uh, yeah, they're definitely making it like, well, guys aren't normally like this. It's only when the alpha male toxic masculinity culture gets to them. Yeah, every, they had normal guys get turned into toxic males right. by brainwashing. Right. The only reason they introduced us to normal guys in the movie was to show you that they start normal, and then through supernatural rape brainwash, that's when they become guys that quote Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. What a dumb leap yeah. to get there. And then they really they go over the top with it, and, and Riley at one point is like, you saw him. So what happens is they get attacked. You think at the beginning it's one guy, but then it is revealed that it's like all these dudes in cloaks coming after these women. Yeah. And uh, which the women also dispatch several of these dudes. They, yes. they kill a lot of dudes. Which I, I which like cool. when I like when a movie has I like when uh, <laughs> one of the great things about Scream was that it showed uh, clumsy killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believably uh, slipping down uh, hardwood stairs. Like like you would if you were chasing somebody in a robe. And they give uh, our frat killers in this one a similar kind There's of that. believable clumsiness. But they describe these guys like they are... They they say they have superhuman strength, A. Yeah. They don't. These guys get killed easily. <laughs> and and Riley, even at one point, it's like, you saw them. They're no longer human. Yeah. They're still human. <laughs> 
And what happens at the end is that Riley and her friends kill this entire frat of boys, burn them alive in their own house. They're human. <laughs> yeah, they just killed a whole house full They're of people. They're not not these aren't this isn't demons where a, they turn into zombies or something. They're dudes. And they, then when you knock them out, they turn back into normal dudes. Yeah. Their friend Landon turned back into a normal dude. They're still human. <laughs> Calling them not human is kind of another way of almost like, well, they're animals at this point. Yeah, it's animals. It's not their fault. Well, you just got to lock them up and throw away the key then, I guess, or burn them alive. We get a whole climax scene in this movie that suddenly turns into the 300. Oh, yeah. It's a full slow motion, like, Game of Thrones battle scene in the middle of a frat house with girls running in with, like, chair legs. And pool cues, and they're all like yelling, like they're fighting the Spartans. What the? My, what? my note, my note here. Anchorman level final battle. <laughs> it's essentially the news team fighting <laughs> in really Anchorman. Is. It like no joke. It yeah. is people with lances, uh, a trident, <laughs> yeah, people I mean, getting stabbed through the heart. But even it then, escalates quickly. It's just so weird because the movie handled some of the seriousness so well. And at this point, you have eight girls beating 27 frat guys with, like, you know, a chair leg and Mm -hmm. other random weapons they found in this house. Superhuman strength frat guys, by the way. Yeah, that all recently harnessed this black ooze. There's actual black ooze that they harnessed their power from. You can't just... They couldn't just make a couple of characters actual rapists. They couldn't just make a couple of guys who are dickheads who need to... Be punished. Nope. They got tempted by the ooze. Yeah. The secret of the ooze is rape. That's it. What an idiotic premise. What a chicken shit way to avoid talking about an actual issue. Exactly. While getting all the negative heat for threatening to talk about an important issue. They pussy out of it. And completely excuse all of it with a supernatural ooze story. Stupid! I The more I think about it, the more I just hate it. The more it just ruins any good this part of some, that movie. This is some bullshit. Ugh. How disappointing. Because the scary parts and the, the real horrors were hitting with me. And that's yeah. so much more frustrating with me when I see the good movie there. And there is a good movie here. They could have used the same actors, the same actresses, and could have done something good. Because they did in a lot of scenes. And it's like, this feels like some other production company took over and just rewrites a weird back third. And I don't like it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I do not like the the final 30 of this movie. I know what you mean. Yeah, it. there are so many ways they could have kept this kind of legitimate topic going very legitimate topic of of what women deal with yeah they could have actual horror folded that in and and i think the the first black christmas in a way accomplishes it does what, that what both this one and the 06 <laughs> movie tried to do which was to show women's strength mm-hmm. in the face of this terror and to show their resolve and the you know the sororities, the sisterhood, the power of the sisterhood, (laughs) the power of the community. And they both just ended up being silly, over-the-tops, 
one's a splatter fest that is unsatisfying the other one like you said it literally is the the 300 slow motion fire and screaming and what a weird how like lord of the rings shit at the end (laughs) yeah the boromir flying in uh, past the girls that the home stretch of the original black christmas one of the scariest scenes in any horror movie ever for me is olivia hussey running down the stairs with a killer just out of sight her mad scramble down these stairs and getting to the basement door and you can hear the breathing right on the other side of the door you don't even see any gore in that scene nothing like that you barely see a hand reaching out for her Mm -hmm. it's so scary and so real the the fight and her vulnerabilities are all like at 11 and the way they just undercut all the women in this movie by doing a stupid jokey 300 ending after excusing away all the things the guys did what a way to sell out the people that thought you were telling an actually important story just feels like the weeniest way to go out just didn't feel like any other part of the movie it's Mm -hmm. so weird I don't get the point in doing a supernatural angle. Once I realized that was actually the explanation, for a while they leave it's like, it can't be something like magic black ooze. Nope, it's magic black ooze. They explained it the next scene. Great. Now we know it's magic black ooze. Yeah. The second you know you're dealing with magic, well, okay. I guess anything can be anything in this Black Christmas now. Awful. Disappointing. It is definitely not one of the worst hundred movies of all time. Definitely not close to the worst. It's not a bottom ten horror movie from last year. But it could have been a really, really good horror movie from last year. So, I don't know if we're going to get another Black Christmas. This one soured Uh, a lot of people on the... uh, (laughs) The other one made good money. 2006 movie. I had no idea how much all these 2000s movies were hugely successful. The ones that I've never seen. I mean, that's all they gave us back yeah. then. There's a reason there's five or six Final Destination movies. These things made bank. Mm-hmm. Black Christmas was 06 was $9 million, made over $20 million. It's amazing there aren't more Black Christmas. <laughs> that there was, that it took 13 years. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah, we're not going to see another one. It's. I think it's hard to do a holiday horror movie in general, but when you really bank on Christmas in the movie... I, I just think you, you need to give me some Christmas. Like, the new yeah. one also really has no Christmas. <laughs> one th- Okay, I did not mention this, but one thing I really love about the new one, and this is important for me, uh, it, is a, it is a cool score mm. with a great look. The lighting in the movie, I think, is super Christmassy because there's a lot of scenes with minimal lights and only Christmas lights. The lighting in this movie is very cool. In the nineteen, in the twenty nineteen, yeah. yeah. No, the two oh six one is ugly. Yeah, everybody looks yellow, and uh, <laughs> the lighting's Some more all than others. lighting's all messed up. Some more than others. No, the lighting has this super cool dimness to it through a lot of it, and during the daytime scenes, it's a lot of just light through windows. It's mm. a cool natural way to shoot a movie that usually wouldn't be treated with that kind of class by a cinematographer, and that's why you see that there's like talented people behind this movie they they got a good cast of of uh, girls they got people that know how to frame shots some of those shots in that house 
uh, like when our our the girl who we only know she, she's Jewish <laughs> is looking for her cat. You get some cool angles of this house mm-hmm. to really let you know the layout of this place, which I like. And so halfway through, you're thinking they're doing this. Everything's was going very well. Some good jump scares. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I like the guy in the cloak. And when the reveal is that there's more than one, yeah, I like that. I like that too. When there's the cool reveal of the cop, think you think the cop's coming to their house, but he goes to another house that's also being attacked. Yeah, and you find out it's this widespread thing. I like that thing. too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then there's when, a good movie all within that that was right there. You were right there. They added in so much unnecessary stuff for the story to tell a totally different story that I can't imagine somebody wanting. When the good story was right there. Mm-hmm. There was talent behind this, and it was possible. But admittedly, now that I've seen it a couple times and the more I talk about it, it just feels like a major missed opportunity rather than a movie I could recommend. <sighs> got to be for the poots heads only. <laughs> if you're a big, big poots addict, you got to check it out then. The poots completionists. <laughs> yeah, poots completionists Are going to appreciate only. the new one. They love the, it. The Trachtenberg completionists will appreciate the 06 <laughs> version. The ones that are fan of speechless Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ugh. this is an important one in non-talking character Winstead. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to like all the Black Christmases because I of my love for the first one and just always wanting good product, but probably just going to continue to recommend the first one. I think I think that's the way to go. <laughs> I think that's the safest. I think after talking about these now, I'm going to want to just watch the original yeah, again. Yeah, go find... Find our Black Christmas episode. Watch the original Bob Clark, 1974. You can watch A Christmas Story by Bob Clark. (laughs) Then you can watch Black Christmas by the same guy. Exactly. Two of the most beloved horror (laughs) Christmas movies of all time, the horror version and the family version. Same guy. Legend. I think TNT or whoever does the 24-hour Christmas story should do 12 hours Christmas story, 12 hours Black Christmas. Give us something. Consecutive or back-to-back? Like one two one two or Ooh. one for twelve hours, and then the next. For I think you got to go just Black Christmas in like the the nighttime. Black hours. Christmas from overnight four p.m. to uh from, to from four like, a.m. Like and a then eight to six a.m. Okay, and then yeah, your daytime you can have the Christmas. Story. That would be great. Call me do TNT. it TNT. <laughs> Take the plunge TNT. Do it. You know drama. Yeah, so go go support Bob Clark. Support your Black Christmas. There you go, Bob Clark. It came to this. It did. I hate to go out on this note. We'll come back with movies that we like. Well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's we'll a do new, that. You know, there's a new year right around the corner. I'm feeling good about 2021. That's the risk we take. Sometimes we go into planning on doing an episode before we watch the movie. And so <laughs> this, it's a dice roll. It did either, happen that time. It yeah. either happens with Jason X, where we come out going, oh, let me tell you about Jason X. Let me tell you a thing or two about Jason X. We rolled snake eyes today, my friend. (laughs) We voluntarily watched this. We paid money to, knowing it might not go well, but we wanted this episode to be a beat one. What are you going to do? I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Good night.